This is the Gate Charlotte Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. In this house, we believe in the power placed in every believer. We believe in the, in the risen Christ and every believer to be able to demonstrate the kingdom. Hey, I'm excited David's here. You are an empowered believer by the, the living Christ that is abiding inside of you. And it is our heart to be able to empower those that have come here to be able to equip you, empower you, and release you to a world that is so hungry to meet a powerful God. And they are going to see him through your eyes. They are going to encounter him as they touch your hand. They are going to be healed set free and delivered and living in abundant joy because you walked in the room. Because the one that's in you walked in the room. Let's stand for a moment. As Bill said, we're going after something here. We're, we're pioneering a move. And, and I believe that it's, it's not just in this church, but it's in this city, it's in this community, it's in these people. And, and I, want to, I want to pray before we start for those pioneers, for what's inside of you, because I believe so much that it's not just that we are meant to be a part of a move of God, but that every single person in here is meant to be a move of God. That you are that movement. And so I want to pray into and release right now your movement. Yeah? I want to pray for the release of heaven right now. So let's just extend our hands. Let's just pray right now. So Father, I just thank you for the pioneers in here right now. I thank you, Father, for the trailblazers right now. In Jesus' name, I thank you for the forerunners that are in this place right now, Father God. I thank you that that you have placed such an anointing upon each and every one of their life, that you have a people group that you're going to call them to, that you're going to have a people group that you're going to have them affect and change and transform. I thank you that in every single one of their lives is transformative wonder-working, miracle power, that there is just the fire of God in every single one of these individuals. And I pray right now, God, for an increase in this room. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would increase upon their life. God, that they would be so captivated by the people that you've called them to love, that there would just be a release right now in Jesus' name and an impartation in a greater level, a greater measure that they have never seen before. But there would be a release of heaven right now in Jesus' name. Father, that you would bring change to a nation, that you would shake and shift through, through people that you have called. And I just release right now the calling, the destiny, the plans, the purpose that God has upon your life. And I believe that this morning that he is going to speak to every single one of you about those people groups that he wants to bring you to. And the change, the calling, the purpose that he wants to partner with you on. And so I pray for you right now that that the Holy Spirit who teaches you in all things, the anointing that you have placed inside of you would, would begin to speak to you 
wow. And that you would see the faces. You would see the people. You would know the positions. You would know the names of the city, the doors that are opening before you. You would have such a revelation of who and where he wants to bring you to. Every one of us is an evangelist. Every one of us is a missionary. Every one of us has an influence. And we get to rock the world with the love of God. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) We... I'm just overwhelmed by the, the testimonies and the, uh, the reports that we're getting from our Friday night meetings um, that people have been coming back to me and saying, I got healed, I got touched, I encounter God. This is, what's, this is what's happening in my life that wasn't happening before. We're hearing reports that are, that are coming out of our youth. Just this last week, we had five kids get healed. Come on. <laughs> We had deaf ears open. One of the things that, that impacted me the most, though, was to watch them take ownership. When we started calling out words of knowledge, what God was releasing in the room, do you know who the first ones were out of their seats to go and pray for their friends? The youth themselves. They're laying hold of something right now. We're not just teaching it here from the front. We're teaching it in, in all of our, in our youth, in our, in our nurseries. We're, there's no junior Holy Spirit. We believe in the empowered Christ inside of them to go for everything that God has, has got for us. The real gospel, yeah? yeah. Amen? Oh, we're, we're, we're doing it. And so I'm just so overwhelmed by, by the miraculous reports that I'm getting. I mean, calcium deposits being dissolved years of depression being being just completely ripped off of somebody it's just amazing um, what God is doing and and so I want to I want to also take that opportunity because I believe that he's releasing something here in the room and I'm and I'm always willing to partner with that I'm always willing to partner with what he wants to do I I want to I want to be up to what he's up to I want to align myself with heaven and be able to to partner alongside of him and be a conduit for 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 his power to be able to be released in this room so so here's what I want to do real quick again I'm I'm got plenty here but I just want to stay in the flow of what he's doing I want to stay with him and listen to his heart because that's the message that he really wants to convey this morning is he he wants to connect with you intimately each and every one of you he wants to connect with you intimately and he wants to make himself known to you the one that fully knows you wants to make himself known to you the one who fully sees you wants to make himself seen in you he loves you so much and the father is here this morning and, and when his kids are sick and when his kids are in pain and when his kids um, are, are lacking that connection with him, he comes and he brings healing and he brings restoration and he brings life because it's who he is. He's not just a loving God. He is the fullness of love incarnate. He is the fullness of love. We have a loving father. I'm, let's, let's stand one more time. This is going to be a participatory morning. You're going to get in your squats. Uh, 
I believe in this. Wow. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. First, before going, I believe that, that one of the words that God has spoken over this house is that we're going to start seeing more healings transformed um, in or more healings being released in our worship without anybody having to lay hands on them. But there's going to be an atmosphere of healing that gets released in the room. I had one report already that this morning that somebody had um, had had a migraine through the service, began worshiping and that migraine left. So let's, let's just close our eyes and open up our hands. I'm going to go after a couple of words here. Wow. Yabba. <laughs> Father, I thank you right now that you're touching and releasing healing in this room. Father, that sickness cannot exist in this room. Your kingdom come right now into their bodies. Wow. And the power of God be released right now. Sickness goes. All sickness goes right now. The one sense that I was getting is that God was releasing. We're going into to, uh, allergy months. Um, and I just get the sense that God is, is releasing right now. So, uh, there's folks in here that have struggled deeply with seasonal allergies. And I just believe that the God is correcting and healing um, uh, your, your allergy centers <laughs> to, to be able to respond correctly as he created you with an original intent for. I believe that, that God is releasing and touching bodies right now. So what I want you to do is just to activate this. I want you to, to just, um, just begin to move. If you, if you had, a, had a pain in a particular area, he is touching and healing your bodies. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just to begin to move. If you notice something different, I want you to just wave at me. Just let me know. Just let me know. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Wow. <laughs> Father, I thank you for the captives that you're setting free. I thank you for breakthrough this morning. I thank you for, for the release um, from, from every uh, mental condition right now in Jesus' name. I believe that you're just setting right and, and setting right just the mind and mentality of those in this room that are just struggling, whether it's a, an imbalance of, um, of, of levels or serotonin in your brain or anything like that. I just get the sense that there's just, there's a shift and a transformation that God is bringing to your bodies right now. And I believe that he is just releasing that and healing that area right now. If you've struggled with depression, if you've struggled with anxiety, if you've struggled in, in overwhelming anxiety and stress, wow. Healed right now in Jesus' name. Kingdom of God come. Kingdom of God come. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for the awakening right now. For the awakening in your people right now, God. Thank you, Father. Um, I'm getting the sense of uh, not necessarily like a, a tendonitis in an elbow, but um, I'm seeing a right elbow that God is touching. I see that uh, somebody is, is, uh, had a, some pain within this particular uh, right elbow. If you have any tendonitis, any uh, stress or strain to ligaments, uh, I believe that God is touching them and right now and, and that he is releasing healing. Um, there's, there's somebody that, uh, from a break, an injury uh, that you've previously had, um, I believe that there's, there's just been some pain that's been lingering with that. Um, 
Um, if that's you, just let me know. Throw your hand up. But I believe that the God is, is, is healing um, those, those bones, those breaks, those pains, those strains. If, you, uh, if you've even rolled an ankle before, you know that it sometimes can take what feels like years to feel normal again. And I just believe that there's a quickening right now that God is healing and transforming those parts of your body. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. More of you, Jesus. Healing right now in your people. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You can be seated. Man, I would go all day with that if I could. (laughs) What is it that we want to see changed? What is it within our communities, within our our generation, within our culture, that we want to see change transformed or shifted? What is it? I want you to begin asking yourself these things. And and we're going to just take a, a real journey this morning into your personal walk with God. We're going to take a real um, journey into the heart of the the deep things that he speaks to you about. Because this world has tons of injustices, right? But I believe that he has placed us in a position to be able to overthrow those injustices. To, To change laws, to be able to shift culture, to be able to to respond differently that when we that when we hear something out in public um, that is uh, that is that is being said in a in a negative or hurtful way we're the first ones to stand and say hey that's that's not okay we are making such amazing moves in the areas of, of human trafficking, um, in, in racial injustices. I love to see the barriers and the walls that are being broken down in this generation. It's, it's amazing to me. And, and I, I am so captivated by that, but I want to inspire us this morning to be able to, to, uh, to really ask God on an individual level, as I mentioned earlier, what is that move? That God has placed inside of you. What is that movement that he's, he's called you to? You all have a purpose. You all have a plan. You all have a destiny. What is it? The dream that he's placed inside of your heart. And sometimes it's, it's about us getting in touch with those things that seem like injustices, right? Because so much, and I'm, and I'm already getting ahead of myself, but, but it's in so much those injustices feel like injustices in our heart because they feel like injustices in his heart. And he's placed that upon your imprint and your design to be able to say, hey, this is what I want you to go after. This is what I want you to change. For me, in in myself, I want people to know God. I want him to be able to see, uh, for, for other people to be able to see God through empowered Christians moving in the fullness of their calling. That, that is what's on my heart and, and, and a mission that I have believed that he's placed a destiny upon my life to be able to do. And so I want you to just ask yourselves this morning, what is it? What's the thing that he's, he's spoken to me about? And, and what, what things do I notice in this world that I want to change and overturn? Because I believe that he speaks to every single one of you. 
And those words are words of transformation. Those words are words of strategy. Those words are words of application. That so much of, um, I, I want us to come to a different level um, than just our prayer life, right? Our prayer life is us talking to God, really engaging the prophetic, if I can boil it down, is us talking to God about others and, and what his value system is for the world around us. Because he has people that are in our lives that he wants us to be able to minister to out of the overflow of our relationship with him. We hear him and we can hear him for other people as well to be able to bring a word of life into their, into their life, a word of wisdom, a word of counsel. There's so many different ways to be able to, to hear him, but I want to, I, want to, um, I want to help us grow this morning in being able to really see the different ways that he speaks to us, be able to recognize those things, and to be able to grow in them because there's different aspects of the way that he speaks to us And if we can start to acknowledge those things, we can have trackable growth to be able to see, okay, God, this is how you're speaking to me, and I can I can start to move more in that direction. Or if he if he's already speaking to you in a particular way, then you might be able to grow yourself in another direction. There was a time in my life I love prophecy. I love being able to speak to people. There was a time that I had to 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 fast um, parabolic words um, of you know I I see you as a tree and I see this this massive um, growth inside of you and and I know that God is growing something inside of you, um, but I but I had to come to a place of growth and I had to grow again and into. These people are coming forward and, and asking me for, for real words and real strategy to be able to, to know how to do life. What's next? I need to know what's next. Yeah. You got to tell me what's next. And so I wanted to grow into a deeper place with God and say, God, I believe that you can, you can tell us and instruct us. We were talking about Solomon earlier with, with uh, Jason, but, but that wisdom that he asked God for he knew that that wisdom was so valuable to be able to, to it to be the one thing that he asked God for. God came to him in an invitation and said, what is it that you want from me? I want your wisdom. The plans that you have, the strategy that you have, the thoughts that you have, I want them. Your ways are higher than our ways but he's elevated us to a place of understanding and thinking. Jason was talking about a reformation of our mind, our thinking, our, our, our mapping, and I believe that God is going to rework some of those things within us this morning, the way that we approach situations, the way that we approach circumstances, because if, if we go into um, us running into a burning building um, without a plan or a strategy, could be life-altering. But us running into a burning building with training, equipping, the right equipment, it can be completely different. And I want us to become experts in our field. 
I want us to be the examples. I want us to be able to be the ones that the world calls on. There was a time during, during uh, Amy Simper McPherson, um, who founded the Foursquare Church and um, did a lot within, within the Los Angeles area, there was a time that she was so cutting edge with her ministry as far as putting, putting acting and instruments and um, all of this stuff within her, her services that Hollywood would start coming to her and said, we want to know what you're doing and how you're doing it. Because this is captivating. And it's bringing people into encounters, right? But they, the world was looking to her. The world was looking to God because he was giving her these downloads of how to do church differently, of how to, to connect with the people that were coming through those doors. And so I want us to be the ones that are equipped in a day and age of data analytics and um, you know, in, in experts that, that we rely on. I mean, we, we rely on so many people and we bring in consultants into our businesses to be able to say, hey, I don't know how to do this thing in this area. I don't, I don't know how to work my phone. <laughs> I'm going to bring my 13-year-old consultant to uh, show me how to work my phone. You know, we, we, I want us to be in that place where we can... Um, be the ones that, that God calls on. And so, so God uh, really demonstrated a love for us in Jesus, yeah? yeah? And he commands us, love others with the same love that I have given to you. Yeah. Right? That same love that you've received, I want you to love the world on. They will know that you are Christians by your love. Yeah. So I want us to be love experts. I want us to be the ones because, and, and, and this is what it's, it's all encompassing. When I say love, I'm talking about the ones, we are people of his presence, right? And we are people, we are, we are representatives here on this world. We are, we are the ambassadors of heaven, demonstrating the kingdom in every opportunity. We have a way of representing the king of kings. And, and we do that through the way that, that, they, that they love, that we love. And that, that the Bible says that, that they will witness and testify to the fact that, okay, that's God. Because I'm seeing a real Christian empowered by love. So I want us to be able to grow in that place. I want us to grow. And we do that by being in relationship with him. And that's really where the fruitfulness of so much um, of, of our relationship, the fruitfulness that we see manifest in our life, comes from a place of intimacy. We know that on a, on, a, on a physical level, that fruitfulness comes from intimacy. I'm talking about pregnancy. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Some of you guys were looking at me like... But fruitfulness comes from a place of intimacy. And, and when we're, we, we can't be intimate... Or we can't be fruitful unless we've been in a place of intimacy. It doesn't happen. And so I want us to, to be the ones that are, that are I, I, I want us to have fruit in our life. We, we bring those consultants into our business because we want to do something right and we want to do it right the first time. 
God has an original intent and an original design for everything that he's placed in this world. I think it might be the best thing to be able to ask him and rely on his thoughts about a particular matter before we go and do it. That's what I love that Mikey just said. I, I did what, you're, what you should do, and that's pray first. But if we can be in a place of recognizing his voice when he speaks, even in the times that are chaotic, right before we run into that burning building, that he may give us a word of wisdom, a word of counsel, a word of strategy. And this is where I want us to grow in the prophetic so that we can, as every believer, because every believer has access to his thoughts. The, the old covenantal understanding that there's just these select people that, that are able to hear from God. Oh, I can't hear from God like that person can hear from God. In a new covenantal understanding, we all have access to his thoughts. We all have access to be able to hear him and be able to make that in application to our world around us. We can hear him and be able to demonstrate the things that he's called us to do. Proverbs 25, 2 says that it's, it's, it's to God to, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the glory of kings to search it out. He hides things with purpose that he gets to reveal it to us. And I love that. John 15, 15 says that uh, I no longer call you slaves for a slave does not know his master's business. Guess what you get to know? His business. Welcome to the family business. You're his kid. You get to be demonstrators of the kingdom by hearing his words. You get to be in on the inside conversations. He's going to instruct you, and each and every single one of you has an area of influence. You're a pillar within your influence. I don't have a title behind my name. Doesn't matter. You have the highest title behind your name. That king of kings and lord of lords, that alpha and the omega, the creator, (laughs) the author and perfecter, that's the title that you have behind your name. And you have the ability to be a pillar in your area of influence. You have the ability to be able to change the atmosphere with the people that you work with, that you go to school with, your area of influence. And right now, as I'm speaking, that, that area of influence is coming up in your mind. You know. You know what that area is. And I believe that God wants to shape, change, and shape culture right in your area of influence. And we see biblically that there has been, there has been time and time again that God has used people that have just been obedient to the, to the yes response of, God, you're calling me into something, and I'm going to say yes to what you have for me. And from that place, um, maybe their influence was small to start with, but, but God grew them in that place, and they were able to, to access uh, higher levels of his understanding, and they were able to, to gain influence, and they did things with excellence, and God blessed them and put favor upon their life. I'm looking at, at Joseph. I'm looking at Moses. I'm looking at Daniel, and we're going to talk about some of that here in a minute, but can we develop a friendship with God in the secret place? Can we grow with him in the secret place 
so that when he brings us out into the world, that we can represent him with that friendship, with that connection, with that strategy, with that wisdom. And he speaks to us the words that would have us change the world around us. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me, and I will answer you. I'm just going to stop right there for just a moment. Call to me, and I will answer you. You, individual, you call to me. The door will be open unto you. Seek me, knock, you will find. Call to me, you call to me, and I will answer you. I think it is John 16 or 17 at the moment, and it's, it's, I'm pulling this out of my head at the moment. But, but where it says that we don't have to, because of the anointing that he's placed in us with the Holy Spirit, that we get to go to our Father by ourselves and talk to him. Come to me and I'll answer you. Ask anything in my name. You know, I, I don't have to get my brother to go talk to my dad. I can go talk to my dad and receive revelation on how to fix my car. Because <laughs> the Lord knows I do that about 30 times a week. So I want to talk to to just a couple of things first to, to help us get an understanding for some of the ways that um, the, the words of revelation come to us. And, and this is mostly out of 1 Corinthians 12, where it talks about the, the different levels of um, you know, words of wisdom, words of discernment, uh, words of counsel, words of knowledge, um, the ways that he speaks to us. We, we're, we're a gifts-believing church. We believe that he speaks to us. Amen? So the first one that I want to focus on is a word of knowledge. You've seen amazing and powerful generals within the, the faith, heroes of the faith, um, use these in, in amazing ways. One of the ones that we're very used to is a word of knowledge within the context of healing, as I was calling out earlier. Um, believing that God was, was giving me uh, knowledge and, and an information, a word um, that's accurate and detailed about someone's life that's revealed by the Holy Spirit that brings them closer to God, whether that's in healing or um, what's, you know, if it's information about your life, an accurate detail about, as I said earlier, the one that, that fully knows you making himself seen to you. And he does these sometimes through words of knowledge, telling you um, how I know you. So it helps to, with a word of knowledge, can oftentimes instantly reestablish connection uh, as we've entered into how God fully knows us. One of the examples that we get to see of this is the woman at the well. She knew that he was the Messiah because of the, the way that he knew her, right? You know, I, I, you, the thing is, is you've, you've had five husbands. I know you. I know who you are. And she was, this is the Messiah. This is, this is the one that's come to save us. And I love that. Another way that he speaks to us um, that we're also familiar with, that we, that we can tie with a term of, of the prophetic, um, are often destiny words or words of revelation. A word of revelation is a foretelling of future events from God's perspective. These words release new hope, life, destiny, that we know that God has purposed for our good. 
as I was saying, you know, that, that he works all things for the, other, for the good of those that love him. He, he purposes and has a plan and has a destiny to be able to speak in. You, you know these future words. You know, I see you in three years right now, from right now, from where you are. I see you in three years from now that you're going to be on the mission field and that you're going to be uh, praying for those that are around you. You know, those, those are those destiny words that he releases into us. The next, and, and the one that I want to talk about, because I believe that there's an undercurrent that he's releasing in the body of Christ right now, and that's for words of wisdom and counsel. Um, I believe that we're seeing a, a generation of those that are, um, you know, I, I believe that it's been powerful and prevalent and that we've seen the evangelistic and the prophetic have come together and grown in, in, in you know, powerful meetings. You get to see, like, power evangelists going out, using um, the, the healing power of God and, and getting words of uh, knowledge and uh, revelation to be able to, to move in the prophetic. And we've seen that in an evangelistic way. But I believe what God is coming to the body of Christ to be able to release is the prophetic and the pastoral. And that he is showing us because I believe what he wants to, us to equip to do is he doesn't want to just give us revelation, but he wants to give us all three. And what words of, of wisdom and counsel are, a word of wisdom is God-given strategy about how to walk out the journey and navigate difficult terrain. Yes. Where a word of revelation might say, there's a fork in the road coming ahead, the word of wisdom will instruct you on which way to go when you arrive there. Go right I like to think about it like this. We're going to Disneyland. You know, a father's talking to his kids. We're going to Disneyland. Great, when? Now. <laughs> That's that word of wisdom. We're, we're going, you know, the revelation is we're going somewhere. You know, that, that location. The word of, of knowledge is, you know, when? We're going now. And, and the word of, of wisdom, of counsel, is going to be that that GPS that sits in the front of your car and shows you step by step how to get there so that you can have an encounter in the kingdom. <laughs> I wrap that one up nicely. <laughs> now that we have an understanding for the ways that he speaks to us, I want to go through as I mentioned earlier, the life of Joseph, and talk a little bit from those perspectives of the, of the word of uh, wisdom, the word of knowledge, the word of, of revelation, so that you get to see how God speaks to you. Because once you, you understand how he speaks to you, you can learn to grow in those particular areas. Even as I've been talking right now, you might say, okay, the way that he's been speaking to me is maybe primarily in the area of words of knowledge. Or he might be speaking to me and, and saying, that, you know, okay, I, when I'm interacting with my friends or um, with my workers or other things like that, he's really placed me as a words of wisdom person to be able to release strategy within the people that are in my team. See, there's, there's covert and overt, right? Sometimes we're like, the, the Lord, you know, the word of the Lord is right now to you, and I, and I release that word of knowledge. This is like an overt me speaking this out right now. The covert is... You know, I just get a sense that we'd really be able to connect with our customers better if we did this strategy. Or you might be able to, to give a covert word with a, with a friend 
um, that, that may not know the Lord. But when they, they start to hear over and over and over that you have this counsel and this wisdom for them, they come to you and they draw to you. And man, I don't know what it is about you. But whenever I come to you, I just, I feel it. I feel this, this counsel and this wisdom that I don't get with my other friends. That's what's amazing about these guys, Joseph, Daniel, is they were, they were raised among, um, Daniel was raised among uh, magicians. He was, he was actually a, 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 a noble from the, from the house of Judah. Um, and Jerusalem was besieged, and he was taken out of his home and his family, and he was put through uh, the schools in Babylon, and this, this evil nation um, raised him alongside of, of uh, you know, sorcerers and magicians and astrologers and like all of these other things. And he had to learn alongside them pretty much to be considered one of them. But what set him apart was he was able to do what none of them were able to do. Let me say this. The realm of revelation is open. We have, a be, we have an ability to be able to, to revelate both in, in the Christian world and the occultic world. The difference is with Christians is, is that we have an understanding from a perspective that's higher. Your ways are higher than our ways. You get to hear the wisdom from the Father. You get to hear his perspective on it and release the power and the strategy that he has over what the, the world can discern, what the occult can discern. You have the ability to not only say, hey, your socks are green, but God is also going to come and encounter you today. So Joseph shares a dream with his brothers. And... Uh, he gets thrown in a well and sold to slavery. This is not an example of a healthy prophetic community. <laughs> I don't like it, so I'm going to throw you in a well. He's sold into slavery, as I mentioned, and then through a crazy series of events and false accusation, winds up in Egypt's palace prison. Although in an unfavorable situation, he interprets the dream of the, uh, of the chief cupbearer, right? I'm taking you through the highlights. Many of you guys have probably already heard this story like 50 times. But, but he interprets the dream and, and gives him revelation, gives him a word of wisdom um, from the dream. It says in Genesis 40, 13, when he's speaking to the cupbearer and interpreting his dream, he says, in three days, Pharaoh will restore your position as chief cupbearer and by the way, please remember me when you get there. Two years later, <laughs> the cup, thanks a lot, cupbearer. Um, uh, the cupbearer is restored in those three days. In two, two years, Pharaoh has a troubling dream. And the cupbearer remembers hey, there's this Hebrew prisoner that's been down in that prison for two years, that I remember that he accurately interpreted my dream. And he hears from God, and he has a way of understanding. And so Joseph hears Pharaoh's dream. Pharaoh goes down and hears Pharaoh's dream, only promising God will tell you what it means. He's able to receive revelation about his nation 
and that God has revealed to Pharaoh a coming of an abundance and a famine, right? The, the healthy cows and the unhealthy cows. Remember that? So that's, that's revelation of things that are coming. But what did Pharaoh really need? He needed understanding in how to navigate that. So God was able to tell him of what was coming, but then you have a perspective um, of, of understanding, because he brought the same dream to all his magicians and, um, and sorcerers and everything like that, and none of them could tell him what this means. Only God revealed it to him. Um, and so he was able to give him strategy on how to navigate that, right? The storehouses during the seven years of, um, of, of good, we're going to store up those storehouses and be able to, uh, to, to save that grain for the years of famine, right? But what I love about that is that Joseph also shows us an example of a healthy prophetic community. That Joseph recognized that Pharaoh was already, that God was already speaking to Pharaoh, right? I see and I recognize that God is already speaking to you. Let me come alongside of you and help you interpret that. Let me help bring you into an understanding of where we're going. And for that, Pharaoh then escalates him and, and springs him from that prison and brings him into a place of influence. Right now, where you're at may not be a favorable circumstance. Where you are in your jobs, where you are in your families, where you are with your community may not be favorable at the moment, but there is one that is with you. There is one that speaks to you. There is one that can give you strategy and overnight can change your circumstances. And sometimes... And it means just valuing and loving our neighbor. And sometimes that, val- that value may be for who looks like our enemy. You know, here was Nebuchadnezzar with, with Daniel. And this man was just crazy, filled with, with all sorts of evil within his, his nation. But he relied on, on Daniel to be able to interpret his dreams giving him power over provinces, over being able to school those that are coming in. It's just amazing the way that God can change our circumstances and, and who might be the, the unlocking, that person. We may, never, you may, we may not have a... Let me say this better. The most unlikely person might be the absolute key to unlocking your destiny. And that's why we can't disregard those that are around us to be able to get us to where we want to go. I remember, I'm, this is, this is off, off track here for just a moment, but I remember I really wanted to meet Heidi Baker. I was so excited. She was coming to this conference. I, it was when I was at the school in Toronto. Uh, catch the fire, and I really wanted to meet Heidi Baker. And what I I saw was an interaction between um, a, a gentleman that had gone up to another gentleman. And he said, "Hey, can you work security tonight?" And the guy was, "No, I'm on the prayer team. I can't work security tonight." And uh, and I hopped up and I was like, "Look, man, I'm not on anything. Let me work security. I I let me let me come in and serve, and I'm going to honor you." 
and I'll work security. Do you know where you put me? Right here on the stage, right next to Heidi Baker. She comes down off the stage when she's imparting and praying for people. Do you know the first person that she put her hand on was on my head? Sometimes God can elevate us to a place through a very unlikely source. And that's why it's, it's important for us to be able to love those around us and to be able to, to hear his thoughts. Um, you know, it's just exciting. Um, I remember in a, um, I was part of a, uh, after I graduated the school of ministry in Toronto, I was uh, part of an international um, prophetic ministry that traveled around and, and prophesied over people. That was the main thing that they did is they, they travel to different nations and they pray for people. Um, they're still my parents. I love them so much. Uh, Ivan and Isabel Allum out of, uh, out of Canada. Ivan has recently uh, been promoted to heaven, and I miss him like crazy. But watching Isabel minister was one of my favorite things because she had this ability to be able to take the most unlikely person in the room And she would just listen to the thoughts of her father over them. And before your eyes, they would just transform. Because the the way that the father thinks about something is not the way that we perceive them. And so, you know, this this unlikely person was, was now in fine linens and white robes. And, you know, it was by the end of it, you wanted their autograph. (laughs) You wanted them to pray for you because she had this ability to be able to hear the thoughts of her father, the value system of heaven, the way that that, that heaven thinks about us and be able to relay that and honor somebody within a room of their peers or maybe even when they were feeling like a subordinate to be able to elevate them to a place of leadership. And it was so captivating to watch that and, and she said this for a while. They, you know, she would prophesy over entire rooms of people, sometimes until like 4 o'clock in the morning, which made driving home awesome. Uh, but it was, you know, people would come up to her and say, you know, Isabel, aren't you tired? And she would respond with an, with an answer that you would not expect. And she just said, I just spent f- four hours, six hours, in my father's presence, hearing his thoughts, I feel so refreshed. I feel so restored, so renewed. It's my privilege, my honor to be able to see the value that God has over you. And I receive blessing by being able to release that. Yeah. See, there's, a, there's a, an original intention that God has for the judicial system. There's an original intention that God has um, for for you know, lawmaking and, and, the, and creation and all of these different areas that we have with these, these areas of influence that we have within our life. And, and he has an intention, but he has a strategy to be able to, to bring restoration and restore value. And I believe that he wants to use you as a key individual to bring change within that place. And sometimes that, that may be looking like being beyond, you know, Receiving revelation is great, but we need to be able to go do something with that revelation, right? We need to put hands to the plow. 
And, and we're talking about a, like a pioneering spirit, but sometimes that takes us out of the four walls of this church to be able to go and shift our communities. And so sometimes we have to adopt areas of our community to be able to say, yes, I'm going to invest in this area of, of, of the city, of the nation, and I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to put hands on the plow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go clean up a, a, a city sidewalk, but all the while doing it and releasing revelation from heaven. You see, we want to be good stewards of what God has given us, and that includes the people around us. First um, Corinthians 13. When I've already said it, your mind is already there. Love is patient. Love is kind, right? We've heard it at every single wedding. It was actually at my wedding. But the pastor did something that was um, really unique. And um, my wife, Annie, and I were, were sitting up there, and he said, I want, to, I want to put your names into this verse. So I'm going to read this for you for just a moment. And, and, and what he would say is, is, let me make sure I get this right. Um, Annie is patient, mostly because he knew I wasn't patient. But <laughs> AJ is kind. Annie does not envy. AJ does not boast. Annie is not proud. AJ does not dishonor others. It's a, it's a personal application to our lives and who we are. Love, as I was speaking, is, is God. It's who he is. He's not just a loving God. He's the fullness of love. And love, God is love. God is patient. God is kind. And it's not that he just has aspects of this within his nature. It's the fullness of who he is, right? So in a, in a friendship, in a connection with the divine nature of God, we have the opportunity to be able to grow within these areas. Because if you put your name within this, AJ is patient. AJ is kind. AJ does not envy. AJ does not boast. AJ is not proud. AJ does not honors, uh, or dishonor others in traffic. <laughs> AJ is not self-seeking in the line at the bank. AJ is not easily angered with his kids writing on the walls in his house. We can, we can put ourselves within this verse and be able to get to see aspects of growth. That, that we need to make. And that's why, you know, inner healing is so important. That's why it brings up particular issues within our life. And we get to see areas that we get to grow and change in because we want to be that representation to those around us. We want to love others, right? All of our neighbors, all of our, our, our community, no matter, you know, what they're, they're, um, where they're coming from or where they're starting from, really, I, I saw it like this, um, and I had a, a prophetic word over my life. And she said, uh, it was actually my mama, it was, it was Isabel, and she, she prophesied over this to me, and she said, I see you coming to protect the prodigals from the older brother that would, that would not want them to come home. There's, and, and really in that story, in that, in that parabolic story, we get to see how the older brother 
lived by, by religious, religious right and forgot who he was and didn't want to celebrate the, the prodigal son returning home, but on the heart of the father is for the son to come home. All around us, there is a world that is so hungry for a real God and is waiting for encounter. And we want to be able to protect those prodigals and to be able to have a homecoming, to be restored, to be renewed, to be loved again. Can we put the robes on their backs, the sandals on their feet, the ring on their finger, and restore them back to the place and the identity and the value that heaven has for them? I want to do that in my lifetime. I want to do that right now. So as I relate and as I talk with the world around me, I want to have a value system that comes from heaven. And I want to adopt heaven's value system. And where that comes from is being in relationship. And so now we can track it all the way back, right? So me being in relationship with the Father gives me that value system to be able to approach the world around me to bring change. I believe God wants to help you flourish where you're planted. And I believe that there's, there's words of destiny and revelation that are, are being spoken over to you. And I think it's Zephaniah or Zechariah says that, that God sings over you. There's words that are being released over you right now in heaven. And from those words... I believe that God has a destiny, a plan, and a purpose right now where you're at. And so I want you to be able to flourish where you're planted. And I believe that as we partner with God on what he's doing, that you will see advancement, that you will, whether it's, it's in that area or if, he, if you come to what you've come to and, in your, and you're entrusted with a particular area of influence, do your best in that area of influence so that, that God can grow you and that he can give you more. Really, in learning the secrets of God, trust has to be established. Can he trust us? Can he trust us with the ones that are coming home? Can he trust us with the secrets and the desires of their heart? Can we have those words of wisdom about where they are in life, maybe particular issues that they're going through, and can he trust us enough to be able to mold and to shape them rather than destroy them with the information that we have? I want to be able to love those around me with the same love that he gave me. And I believe that he wants to do that for you too. Let's stand. Father, I thank you for your children in this room. Wow. <laughs> I thank you that you're speaking to each and every single one of them. That you have just the, the amazing way to be able to transform their circumstances by one word. <laughs> God, would you, I just invite you, Holy Spirit, to be able to teach them and to learn. Wow how to grow into deeper relationship with you. And out of that fruitfulness of that intimacy, out of the fruitfulness of that relationship, that they would be able to grow and transform, that they would be the, the world shakers, the, the, the reformers, the changers of, of this nation. Wow. 
through the transformative power of God. I believe right now that he is releasing Joseph and Daniel anointings in this room. Wow. He's talked to me and spoke to me about a generation of Daniels and Josephs. Wow. That would receive revelation, words of wisdom, words of knowledge to be able to bring change in their environment. That God wants to partner with you in extraordinary and magnificent things. Wonderful, wonderful things to be able to bring about change. God, out of the people in this room right now, would you begin speaking to hearts about the areas of influence that you want to bring change in? Would you bring to their mind the application and the strategy to be able to bring change in that environment? To shape, to shape culture to shape a generation. And I thank you for the large callings that are on everybody in this room. The large destinies that are on them. And Father, that they are empowered by your love. Wow. For healing, miracles, signs, and wonders to follow them. To address the real issues that are in their lives to be a community with one another, to be able to love one another into a greater place of health, yeah. into the fullness of who they're called to be.